The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. And every secret deed and thought, every wrinkle, every spot will be in view. Before the one who knows all things, the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, you know the one you never knew. While you have breath, you have a choice to make in life. Turn away from your sin and believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him from the judgment that's to come He is the shelter from the coming storm All creation shakes at the mention of his name He has power over life and death Every knee will bow and tongue confess Heaven and earth will proclaim That Jesus Christ is Lord To the glory of the Father Will you bow, will you surrender To His majesty He can save you from the might Of all your sin the fight in which he stands in perfect victory while you have breath you have a choice to make in life turn away from your sin and believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come He is a shelter from the coming storm While you have breath You have a choice to make in life Turn away from all your sin And believe on the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment that's to come He is a shelter From the coming storm He's the only shelter From the coming storm Welcome to Pilgrim's Progress. It's not your fault that you were born into an insurrection. It's not your fault that you were born with the slant of your heart toward darkness. The power of darkness, 
took control of the earth because Adam and Eve gave it to the power of darkness. And that power of darkness is a person. Thoughts, feelings. He's a spirit person. He's named the devil. As well as other names. Belzebub, Apollyon. And so here we are in a battle, in a war. Now, some of you, you say, I don't believe it. I'm not in a war. Oh, you're not in a war? How long do you think you'll live? You're already beginning to die. You've only lived a few years, and yet you see your body already changing. You see those around you dying. You see cancer. You see evil men and women. You see every kind of destructive thing that you don't want any part of. You don't agree with murder and rape and pillage. You say, Pastor, I don't I don't see any of that happening except circumstances of our culture. No, the, the war is very real. And if you take the position, I don't believe the war is real. I'm doing fine, thank you very much. Then without knowing it, you are already doomed. You will die. You will be cast into hell. Because... There is a king of kings and lord of lords, and he is not going to allow this condition to consider to continue any longer. He is now in the process of bringing it to its final conclusion. Let me read just a couple of scriptures for you. First John, that's the epistle. First John, first chapter. I'll begin at verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from him, that is, from Jesus, and report back to you that God is light, and there is no darkness in him, none whatsoever. If we may say that we have fellowship with him, and yet we may walk in the darkness, we lie to ourselves and do not the truth. But if you may keep walking in the light, just as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from every conceivable sin. Well, what is sin? Sin is being a part of the opposite kingdom, the kingdom of darkness. And when you join that kingdom, your actions, your attitudes are going to be against the kingdom of God. So there are two kingdoms, the kingdom of light, and light cannot be contained. It's going to constantly be a revelation of what is true, and the kingdom of darkness, where everything is hidden. As you read the book of Revelation, it's very, very clear that the time comes when Jesus finally will begin to act to bring this war to a conclusion. And we call those actions that Jesus will take, we call them seals. And there are seven seals. Each seal represents, in the book of Revelation, a dramatic advance on the part of the kingdom of light against the kingdom of darkness. Now, the kingdom of darkness believes that it will win. If it wins, we're dead. It will be a hideous place. But if the kingdom of God wins, and it will, we will have an incredibly beautiful place to live with people who are loving and kind, filled with mercy, 
not selfishness. It will be a place of glorious light. And so I've been talking about these seals. They all happen at the initiation of Jesus. He opens the way in the first seal for the beast power to begin to organize itself so it's not thrown into confusion any longer and the one world government can begin to form. The second seal, the Lord sends forth a red horse to gallop across the earth to bring destruction, to make men slay each other, open war, first, second, and now we're entering the third world war, which will be the final war. The third seal, come, I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand, and I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, a quart of wheat for a day's wages and three quarts of barley for a day's wages. In other words, you work for a full day for just barely enough to survive, barely enough to feed your family. You say, well, pastor, that's not happening. Yes, it's happening in many parts of the world today. Is it happening in America? It's beginning to. And we are going to see that fully work its way out. Now, it's the power of darkness that is being released to bring his worst upon humanity. Starvation is one of the worst things that can happen to a person. It is a most painful way of dying. We see that beginning to develop in America as the entire banking system is about to implode and our currencies, our fiat currencies, will be utterly destroyed. Currency is not money. Real money cannot be destroyed. Gold, silver. But currencies are what man establishes and governments by sovereign order say, this will pay for your debt. We have about three cents remaining of value in a dollar. Look at what a men's suit would cost a hundred years ago. And look at what a men's suit, a man's suit will cost today. Did the suit get more expensive? No. The dollar lost its value. We now recognize that we are in this third seal. I don't know how long it will be, but I suspect it will not be long until the U.S. dollar is totally destroyed. And they will march out a digital currency. That will take some time. That won't be the mark of the beast yet. But it will lead to the mark of the beast. So I don't know how long this is going to continue. But I want to take you today to the fourth seal. Listen. I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come. I looked and there before me was a pale horse. I want you to know that these four horses of the apocalypse are sent by God to give the devil free reign in an area he previously did not have free reign in order to allow him to create the circumstances under which the entire battle can be brought to a close and Satan be cast into the pits of hell to be burned. And all of those aligned with him will also be cast into that fire.
Now, I want you to watch what happens with this pale horse. Its rider was named Death, and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, plague, and by the wild beasts of the earth. Well, if you stop and think for just a moment about this descriptor, death comes. How does death come? The prominent way that death comes throughout our whole history is war. And with war will come the sword. Many people will die. Always following war comes famine. And always after the famine comes plague. Because houses are destroyed, homes are blown up. There is total destruction of our infrastructure. It results in famine. You can't go to the grocery store and buy what you used to buy. That's what's happening under this fourth seal. And plague comes because we're not used to living without running water or without a bathroom. And so disease begins to spread. And by the wild beasts of the earth. In other words, people can't get to safety. They're out in the open. The war has destroyed much of the habitation of animals. And those animals are now looking for food. And they find human persons. And so people are killed by the wild beasts of the earth. Look, this is the worst kind of Mad Max description that's possible. And we're being told that after the third seal, when money is scarce and currencies have been destroyed and people have been thrown out of their houses, they've lost their jobs, they don't have an income, there's going to be starvation, there's going to be hunger. That's what's being described in the third seal. In other words, God is not going to allow what we expect in our little bubble. He's not going to allow that to continue. Why? Because of wickedness, because of pride, because of worshiping this false god of darkness. Now, when I look at these two gods, there is essentially no comparing them. One is magnanimous and kind. If you want to look at some examples of how the devil will treat you, look at an alcoholic. Look at the streets of America, at the drug addicts. That's how the devil treats his people. Look at Madonna. Cher. And I could name many others. Millie Cyrus. Many others who have made covenants with the devil. And their end is going to be extremely painful. The devil hates the human race, but he wants to rule over it. He wants to put a thumb in God's eye. He hates God. He's twisted and perverted and ugly. And yet I see people today walking around with a a tattoo of a dragon on their leg or a snake winding around their arm. They're all tatted up. This is the devil's way. The devil wants his insignia on your skin saying that you will serve him, that you are a part of his deal. I'm not. 
and I will not be. But it's clear in the fourth seal that many, many things are happening in our culture. And if you go deeper into Revelation, you find, well, let me read some of it for you just very quickly. Look at the 13th chapter. This is the dragon making his counter move. Yes, the devil is a reptilian. That's what he's turned into. And many of his creatures are reptilians. A beast coming out of the sea that is coming up out of the peoples. He had ten horns and seven heads. This is describing in the 13th chapter of Revelation the literal coming of the beast power in the organizations of the human race. And then you come, verse 7, he was given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. In other words, there's going to be intense persecution by this demonic power working through the guise of other human beings, even as it was true in the days of Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler was a human person, but he was demon-possessed. He was a devil. And sophisticated, educated Germans joined together with Hitler for their own interest and executed millions of people. Making war against the saints to conquer them. And he was given authority over tribes, peoples, languages, and nations. The inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast, all whose names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. Now, look at verse 11. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast on his behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. Right now, it seems like you are free. You live in America. But you've seen in just the last two years how quickly that freedom can be stolen. You can be shut out of your businesses. The churches roll over because they are afraid to stand up against the demon powers. People are forced to wear masks when there is no scientific evidence that a mask helps. I still see people riding in their cars by themselves, wearing a mask. They're utterly deceived. They don't know the harm they're doing to their own bodies. Oh, they feel more secure with the mask on, they say to me. Verse 13, and he performed great and miraculous signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of men. Because of the signs he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. In other words, Jesus Christ said very clearly, If you want to follow me, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. What did he mean? He meant take up your cross and die to all loyalty to the demonic powers of darkness. Die to your own twisted and perverted self as you were born into this world with that wicked inclination in your heart. He's saying, die to that. Let it be crucified. Romans, the sixth chapter. Jesus requires an absolute loyalty to the kingdom of light. 
Well, that's not fair, you say. Well, we're watching during this time of the fourth seal and the fifth seal and the sixth seal, we are going to watch as the devil demands absolute and total loyalty to him. And you will have to take a loyalty oath or you will die. Now, please hear me. There is no middle ground. There's no place for you outside of one of these two kingdoms. And if you don't reject the kingdom of darkness, you will dwell in darkness until you are cast into the dark fires of hell. You are either totally committed to Jesus or you are totally committed to the powers of darkness. Now, right now, I have a friend, a very smart man, a very intelligent man. He's a part of the Masonic Lodge, but he is also a part of the church. He goes to church every week, but he's a Mason. He has taken a blood oath to totally reject Jesus Christ and to worship the devil. He doesn't know that. If he does know that, he thinks he has a foot safely in both camps, so whoever wins, he's going to be able to slip over into that camp. That's not going to be possible. You are either a servant of Jesus Christ, and you are not a part of any secret society that swears an oath to the powers of darkness. Or... You're a part of the power of darkness. Which are you? Some of you, you say, I'm a Christian. One man, I had dinner with him. He said, I'm a follower of Christ. I listen to your broadcast every day, Pastor. I want Jesus And the Lord prompted me to ask him, are you married? No, I'm not married. Who are you living with? My girlfriend. Oh, wait a minute. You say you're a Christian, but you're sexually unclean. You're fornicating. How does that work? You have one foot in the kingdom of Jesus and you have the other foot in the kingdom of darkness. I talk to people and I say to them, are you a Christian? Oh, yes, I'm a Christian. Are you still walking in ways of darkness in disobedience to Jesus? Yes, I'm working on that. No, you're not working on that at all. You're saying, I'm trying to find a way to stay alive in this world, in this culture, where I don't have to come against the powers of darkness and still, at the same time, claim that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. And many Christian pastors have ginned up a false teaching that is not of the gospel of Jesus. John Calvin was one of those ginned up a doctrine that allows for a person to walk in disobedience and sin and still claim that they're saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. Absolute nonsense. It will not be true. Watch. He deceived the inhabitants of the earth. Remember what Jesus said? Don't be deceived by false prophets, by people saying, I have the anointing of God. Don't be deceived. He ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. He was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast. This is AI stuff mixed with with spirit powers. 
so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark in his right hand or his forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. The devil will finally say, Okay, I've played with you long enough. Now either make a total commitment Make a total commitment to the powers of darkness or you will die. And Jesus comes and says, make a commitment. Take up your cross and follow me. Be crucified with me. And there are those who will say, yes, Denise, whoever calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. That's twisted. It's not true. There's more to it than calling on the name of Jesus. There are recorded places in the scriptures. Remember Esau? He tried to repent, but he couldn't. And God said, I hated him. Why? Because he wanted to keep his foot with the blessing of the money and his family, the blessing of God on his life, and he wanted to go his own way. Yes, if you call on the name of Jesus, you shall be saved. If you take up your cross and you're crucified with Christ. In other words, there's content to those words, but today's shallow church has stripped the content out. Let's come back to this fourth seal. This is where we're going, and we're going like a freight train. We are going to see utter destruction in America. We're going to see famine and homelessness increase dramatically. We're going to see crime spike. We've seen nothing yet of crime. Violence on every corner. You will not even be safe going out of your home. You will go with a very guarded heart. And then this fifth seal makes me weep. I saw under the altar the souls of those who'd been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they maintained. In other words, total commitment to Jesus Christ will finally result in a death penalty against you and against me. That's what the devil has in mind with the mark of the beast. That's why they want to institute, they want to set up the digital currency so they can track everything and everybody. And finally, there will be a signing of allegiance to the devil. It's called the mark of the beast. How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe, and they were told to wait a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed as they had been was completed. In other words, the Lord God of heaven is saying, okay, I have to let Satan go this far for this long. And then I'll end it. In other words, what's happening is this earth is a stage that is hosting a play that is being watched by the universes. God has been accused of being unfair. He is not unfair. 
and we see played out the mighty hand of God playing out a stage play to prove once and for all the character of the devil and the character of God. It was Jesus who came healing the crippled. Remember the woman who so many years had been bent over at the waist by a demon and could not straighten herself? And immediately when Jesus saw her, he took compassion. He ordered the demon out, and the woman finally was able to stand upright and live a normal life. Such joy. This fifth seal is so traumatic for me because it indicates what's really going on under the third and fourth seal where many, many men and women who serve Jesus Christ will be martyred. Many will be martyred. Now God's hand will protect and shield until the work we've been assigned is finished. And then he will let us escape this evil earth that is on a collision course with the God of heaven, where every evil thing is going to be exposed, every evil thing is going to be out in the open front and center, And everybody is going to see it, and they are going to have to make decisions. But many will make a decision based on the deception of the enemy. Tell me, why would a beautiful young woman have tattooed on her arm a serpent? Why would she do that? Because she's deceived. She thinks it's cool. It's not cool. It's a sign of demonic authority over her life. Now he watches. In the sixth seal, there's a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair. Some of you have asked me, what about this time of darkness? Yes, it's referred to here, but it's also referred to with the kingdom of the beast being placed in total darkness, so thick you can't see your hand. The whole moon turned blood red. The stars in the sky fell to earth. The sky receded like a scroll rolling up and every mountain and island was removed from its place. And the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich, the mighty, and every slave and every free man hid in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. They called to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come, and who can stand? This battle will climax, and I suspect it will climax in your and my lifetime. And we may be martyred for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm okay with that. You see, what I most desire to be a part of what Jesus is doing. Listen to this. Now you must know this. In the last days, perilous times will come. That is, extremely dangerous times because of violence and crime. For humankind will be lovers of themselves lovers of money, boasters, arrogant, blasphemers, 
disobedient to parents, ungrateful, wicked, without natural affection. In other words, a man wants a man and a woman wants a woman without natural affection. Unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, opposed to goodness and good people, traitors, rash, having been blinded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but having denied its power. You must turn away from these people. In many ways, that's a description of the modern church. A form of godliness, but no power. I don't want to live like that. I don't want to walk like that. Let me read a couple more scriptures to you. Look over here at John, the third chapter. Verse 19. Now this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light for their works were evil. For everyone practicing evil things hates the light and does not come to the light that his works may be exposed. But the one doing the truth comes to the light and his works may be made known that they have been motivated by God. You see, the battle is on. I'll read another portion. This is Colossians 1. I'll begin reading with verse 13. Who delivered us out from the authority of darkness, that's Jesus, and translated us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption by means of his blood, the removal of the sins, the removal of sins, the forgiveness. Aphemy is the Greek word for forgive. It means totally removing the sin. Who is in the image of the invisible God, firstborn in reference to all creation. For by him all things were created. See, Jesus is the creator God of heaven. Look at Colossians, the first chapter. Look at Hebrews, the first chapter. Look at the Gospel of John, the first chapter. Jesus is the creator of everything, even the devil and his cohorts. But they turned in rebellion against the Most High, and they have twisted, and they have murdered, and they have destroyed countless people and countries. And now these six seals that I have shared with you today, they are describing the step-by-step process by which this insurgency of evil is being destroyed. And Jesus Christ is going to rule. You need to make a decision. Do you want Jesus Christ or do you want the devil? Do you want the kingdom of light or the kingdom of darkness? You cannot have both. You must choose. If you do not choose, you are automatically a part of the kingdom of darkness. And you think you can live a comfortable life in that kingdom of darkness until you die. But you will die. And then one day you will face the judgment bar of God and he will ask you why you chose the insurgency instead of the rightful owner of the earth and of you. So which will you choose? You cannot choose both. 
both Jesus and the devil will soon require of you an absolute commitment for which kingdom you wish to be a part of. The mark of the beast is the sign that you are choosing to be a part of the kingdom of darkness. And if you don't sign up for that, you will be executed by the devil, by his people. Or you must choose the kingdom of light and walk in love and peace, being totally transparent, crucifying those natural desires of the flesh to be the supreme ruler, to be in charge of our own lives, selfishness, arrogance, bitterness, anger. You must choose. Almighty God, I come today recognizing that all week long we've been talking about the insurgency and the rebellion against you and that it's time to make a choice. Whom will we serve? And I know we cannot continue living with one foot in the kingdom of God and one foot in the kingdom of darkness. I know that doesn't work. I know you require total commitment. And the devil also requires total commitment. So, Lord, in every man's heart, before the famine comes, before death comes to take us, We must decide to whom we will belong. Almighty God, I know it's time to confess our sin and to repent of that and renounce it, to be washed, to be made clean to be ready to die or ready to live, ready to serve, be ready for Jesus when you come. Almighty King, it is clearly laid out before us that we must choose this day whom we will serve. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Now I come day by day to this broadcast to try to be very clear with you and to let you know that the time is exceedingly short for you and for the nation, for the earth. And a decision must be made. Are you still playing with the devil? Are you still walking in sin and rebellion? Then you must repent of that. And that begins by confessing and taking responsibility for your actions. If you're living with someone you're not married to, marry them or move out and repent of your fornication. God takes fornication very seriously. If you're stealing, if you're lying, if you're walking in arrogance and pride, if you're walking in darkness, today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day to repent. Don't play games with God. Don't play games with the devil. They both require 100% allegiance to their kingdoms. There is no middle ground. Well, we're out of time for today. 
tomorrow will be a day of prayer. I invite you to be bold and call and pray. I know many of you still think you're you're safe in that valley of decision, that you don't have to make the decision right away. Yes, you do. You could die today. You could be in a head-on crash. You could die of a heart attack. People are dropping dead all over this country from what they called medicine. There is a genocidal murder taking place in America. And America is being run and transformed by a cartel of utterly evil men and women. And it is time that you make your choice. The kingdom of light, Jesus Christ, or the kingdom of darkness, the devil or Satan. Which do you choose? (laughs) I'd love to hear from you if you've made a choice. Or if I can help you make that choice. Write to me at Pastor Ray Greenley. It's Pastor Ray Greenley, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Tom and Brenda, thank you. I just got your offering. I need your help to continue this radio broadcast. The devil does not want it on the air, and I'm trusting Jesus to keep us here. So write to me, National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Or go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, nationalprayerchapel.com. I invite you to come on Sunday to the National Prayer Chapel. We're a small house church. We're serious about Jesus. If you are and you want fellowship and accountability, I welcome you to come. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. Thank you for being with me. Share this with a friend. And also, would you subscribe? That helps spread this message. I'll talk to you soon. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory. 